Welcome to Compliance Beat, the podcast for compliance and ethics professionals. We provide practical insights and answer your questions about compliance and ethics. Together, we'll stay up to date on current trends so that your program stays effective. Brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Here's your host, Eric Moorhead. This time, we're going to talk about three ways to break the compliance routine. Hi there. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks, and that's because uh, we are ourselves trying to get back into the routine. Uh, the summer is almost over. Uh, we're coming up close to the end of the summer, and everybody's going to be getting back to routines. And I was thinking about that. I was thinking about routines, and I was thinking uh, more specifically about how, with many of the clients I've worked with over the years, uh, the compliance routine whether that's routine communication, routine uh, training, routine updating of the policies, routine monitoring and auditing, uh, any part of the program where it becomes routine, there is a danger uh, that we're going to get complacent, uh, that we're going to miss something. uh, And certainly when we're talking about communication and training, there's a danger that we're going to bore our stakeholders to death. So routine is good, uh, particularly when you're trying to run an efficient organization, whether that's your family uh, or a a large organization, it has its place. But when we're talking about certain aspects of our compliance program, I have the feeling, and I've seen uh, from, from experience, that routine can sometimes lead to complacency or certainly lead to a staleness, if you will, of material that is already apt to be stale. Uh, if you're already starting with the, the concept that you're trying to make anti-corruption interesting to the general audience, and then it's routine, uh, you've got two strikes against you and you got one strike to go. So I think that it's worthwhile to talk about some ways Uh, to make your communication and training in particular, but your entire program, for that matter, uh, less routine and to break it up a little bit. And I just have three uh, specific ideas, three uh, things that I think can help with that. The first is something new. Uh, uh, I think it's important uh, to be constantly uh, coming at your uh, audience, at the stakeholders out there with something new to talk about. Um, That means, I think, Uh, if you can do it, if you have the bandwidth to do it on at least a monthly basis, to have a package of different communication materials, maybe possibly training, possibly uh, short burst surveys, all kinds of different things that you can do to kind of touch different parts of the population. Uh, but, but have something new, have something that's on the horizon that's going to be different. Uh, a good way to do this is to say, okay, uh, this year we're, gonna, we're going to, every two months, every 60 days, uh, talk about a different important risk topic. We're going to talk about anti-corruption in January. We're going to talk about harassment in March. We're going to talk about data security and data privacy in May. And then design materials, uh, communication materials, uh, uh, different, um, perhaps training, uh, uh, adapt training modules or get your training model modules ready uh, for uh, deployment during that time. If you're going to update a code or policy or your or or uh, related materials, facts or um, 
uh, other documents or supporting materials, an infographic perhaps on a particular topic, uh, you know, have something new that you can present on a regular basis. I think that can be really, really helpful. Something new is uh, always going to get the interest and the attention and that definitely breaks the routine. Uh, and if it's a topic that you talk about a lot, like anti-corruption is a common topic that is gets a lot of airtime, uh, try to find new and different aspects to discuss. Uh, don't just roll out the same material. Uh, a common mistake, uh, for example, uh, when putting together informal communication or uh, uh, manager packets, uh, information to send out to managers so they can discuss anti-corruption or another topic. Uh, oftentimes, because we're busy and because there's a lot going on, we might crib uh, from the code of conduct or crib from the uh, online training module for anti-corruption and take the scenarios right out of the anti-corruption training module. Well, everybody's seen that already, or at least the people that are uh, supposed to be trained on that topic have seen that already. I think that that is wasted effort in a lot of cases, particularly if you're going through, uh, trying to go through a different channel, trying to involve the managers, which is something we've talked about quite a bit and is important. Then I think you want to provide them with some new ammunition, something different. Uh, you know, even if it's covering the same topic, uh, come up with new scenarios, come up with uh, new Q&As, come up with uh, new questions uh, in a quiz to ask uh, the stakeholders. Uh, I think that can be really important. And that leads me to my second thing that you can try that's uh, new and will break up the mon monotony and routine, and that's having contests. One of the things that we really want to try to do more and more in compliance is have a, uh, a two-way street and, and, and not simply be communicating to uh, the stakeholders out there, but involving them in the process, have them thinking, have them engaging with us as much as possible. Uh, they're going to learn the topic uh, and understand the concepts a lot more if they're engaged in their uh, communicating back to you or involved in some sort of contest or other uh, or other event. Contests are great and they can be really easy. It can be like a three question quiz and you ask for answers and you know randomly select the you know six uh, people who have the correct answers to get some sort of tchotchke or, or some other um, uh, prize for participating and you you know clearly communicate about this. Uh, you follow up on it. Uh, another co contest that we've talked about in the past that can be really great is encouraging people to actually produce something out there. Uh, produce a 60-second or 90-second uh, compliance video about a compliance topic that you think is important and send it to us and we'll have a competition and we'll pick the top 10 and we'll have a little mini compliance film festival uh, perhaps online uh, that everybody can see and participate in. Uh, you know, take those opportunities to get feedback and get some exposure for your program and get people involved in the process. Uh, contests can be great. And uh, I've, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I have yet to hear from a client. I have never heard from a client who has done, for example, a video competition and hasn't been totally overwhelmed and impressed with the response that they get. Uh, you know, these days, every one of your employees, or at least m probably 95% of your employees, have a video 
editing and uh, video photography device in their pocket. It's called a cell phone. Everybody has video capabilities in their pocket these days. We're constantly taking videos of the cute things our kids do um, or the weird things our kids do or might be the same thing. Uh, but, but, but those same uh, assets uh, can be brought to bear uh, to try to get people engaged in compliance. You will be surprised the number of people that will uh, respond to a simple send me a 90 second video about a compliance issue in your location or with your organization. It can be a skit, it can be just discussion, whatever it is. Just get them involved, get them, get it, get them participating and that can be really important and that will definitely break the routine and the monotony of simply delivering material to those stakeholders. The last thing that I would uh, talk about is really related to both of those things that I talked about. You know, doing something new, uh, trying contests. It's all about being more creative in your communications. One of the things we talked about before, and we've had uh, Ronnie Feldman on, and we're going to, I think I really need to have Ronnie on again. And if you haven't listened to the podcast where Ronnie's talking about using humor uh, in compliance communication, uh, you really ought to check it out. Go back uh, through the podcast feed and, and find that podcast. Uh, but but really uh, consider using humor. Um, uh, this is something that I find uh, many clients have had great success with. Uh, remember, we're trying to reach a very diverse group of individuals out there. Uh, usually the pushback from humor in particular is that, oh, well, uh, that's not really what our organization is about. Really? Uh, people in your organization don't like to laugh? Uh, people in your big people in your organization have no sense of humor. Uh, it's uh, it's it's important. I think important to have a diversity of communications. You, obviously, you don't want all of the communications coming out of the compliance department to be humorous. Uh, that's uh, certainly not what I'm suggesting or what anybody su would suggest. But certainly, I think it can be part of your kit of different tools that you use that maybe you deploy some humor. Now, how can you do that? And how can you, you know, obviously you can go out and hire uh, a consultant like myself or Ronnie or, or many other people to come in and, and help you put together stuff. But it can be as simple as uh, putting together uh, a short skit uh, at the annual sales meeting uh, where, you know, get some involvement from some of the operational people who are well known in the organization, some of the top uh, sales executives, for example, and get them involved in uh, you know just doing a five-minute skit about conflicts of interest, and you can make it a little bit interesting and a little bit funny, so people will pay attention to it. Try something new. Try something creative. Uh, another thing, uh, which I already mentioned a few minutes ago, is uh, attempt to disseminate this information that you that you are sending out about these complex compliance topics in a new way. Try an infographic. Uh, get graphic designers involved in the process. If you've got uh, graphic design resources or communication resources within your organization, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, draft that that resource and get them involved in pre presenting infographics and brochures, for lack of a better term. You know, two pagers that talk about particular risk topics. You know, that can dovetail with what we were talking about before about uh, doing something new on a regular basis. Part of that process of doing something new, I think, would be introducing graphic design, introducing photography into your communications, introducing video, as I already mentioned, with the video competition. Perhaps have short, uh, 60 minute, 60 second rather, or th or 90 minute long messages from different 
uh, leaders or just regular folks throughout your organization that have something to say about compliance that you think will resonate with the broader audience. Video is really, really helpful. Uh, particularly people who are younger respond to watching videos on their phones, on their tablets, on their laptops uh, much, much more uh, uh, vigorously, if, if, you, if you might say, than they do reading a 30-page code of conduct or, God forbid, a 50-page code of conduct. Uh, if you really want to reach uh, into all uh, parts of the stakeholder group out there, uh, you need to be more creative. You need to use video. Uh, podcasting. Uh, podcasting is just is not just for professionals, <laughs> obviously. Uh, podcasting can be really helpful. Put together a podcast. Uh, you know, it's really hard to do on a weekly basis, let me tell you. But if you can do it on, uh, say, a monthly or quarterly basis, have a compliance podcast. Get creative, folks. Think about these things. Um, so those are three things that just popped to mind right away. Being more creative doing something new, uh, getting, uh, making it a two-way street by, by engaging people through contests and other ways. Those, those three things are really helpful and a good way to break up the monotony, break up the routine. I know we're getting ready to go back to routine because the summer's over and we're all back and, you know, to our schedule and trying to get things done as we head into the fall and start planning for the new year. We've got a lot of really regimented things that we need to do, but don't lose sight of being fresh and new and creative and engaging because if you do, then you're going to you're going to lose that audience and you don't want to lose that audience. But those are just a couple of ideas. As always, please subscribe to the podcast. Please, please, please reach out to us if you have any questions, comments, suggestions. Uh, you can do so on our website at compliancebeat.com or moreheadconsulting.com. You can also shoot us an email. You can shoot me an email directly at eric at moreheadcompliance.com. Always happy to hear from folks. If you've got questions, suggestions, just want to pick my brain about something, please do. I'm happy to talk. Uh, and uh, as I mentioned, I think in the last couple of podcasts, and I'm uh, remiss in putting together the schedule, but we are going to have some further uh, free webinars. So please pay attention to this space in the next couple of weeks during the podcast. I hope to make some announcements around that. But until next time, thanks very much. Thanks for listening to Compliance Beat. Check out our website, compliancebeat.com. This podcast is brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Be sure to check us out at moorheadconsulting.com.